This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was airplanes. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. And I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 276. And folks, I'm proud to say hmm. that Adam and I improved dinosaurs last week. <laughs> we did it. It was done. It was done. It, uh, done. It, you're done. They, they've been done. improved. Uh, mm-hmm. We suggested that they mix up the suffix of their sort of their genus and species names just for a little mm-hmm. varietal. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I believe I pitched that they, if I'm not mistaken, that they murder someone important to get our attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we threw out Alyssa Milano and Scott Baio to uh, cover both sides of the political That's spectrum. Right. Exactly. I so threw out not seen as biased. Yeah, correct. I threw yeah. out um, sidecar on your bike. Oh we yeah. Sa- put a saddle on their back and a sidecar yeah. on our bikes, and we'll give yeah, each really other good. rides throughout the day. Um, really good. But we don't really need to remind the no joke listeners because they listened to episode two seventy five, improving dinosaurs last yes. week. Yes. And. This week, I don't think we're going to improve, necessarily improve on it, but I think that the subject we are going to talk about is constantly in the conversation of, oh, this could be so much better. This could be so much better. This experience, the the way it feels could be so much better. Adam, what are you and I going to be talking about today? We're talking about airplanes, Bill. Air travel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Air Uh, travel, and specifically the things that travel through them for commercial purposes, airplanes. Those big metal tubes that take you from St. Louis to Tucson. I tell Uh, you, man. It's like (laughs) they do take you from St. Louis to Tucson. And, like, it's hard to wrap your mind around the fax machine. It's hard to wrap your mind around the telephone. It's hard to wrap your mind around the internet, Wi-Fi. These are all hard things to understand. Planes, dude, (laughs) they are really hard to be like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Sure. Like, I know Um, they have two big fans on the side, but like (laughs) a tube wings and we're off. It's just a wild thing. Does this, is there a steering wheel? Does it steer like I imagined? It's just like there's a million questions. And now, Billy, I want to say, and maybe this Mm. is something that we have, just your point. Yes. Like, airplanes are big, complicated machines. They feel both miraculous and inconvenient all at once. Right. Uh, It's, it's like part of our, you know, for the, those of us who are privileged enough to like be able to travel through the air it's like yes part of our part of our sort of quotidian life but i do have to say maybe we've talked about this on the podcast before but you this was years ago i believe that you had like a particularly turbulent flight and okay yeah. And you were – and you – and I just always admire this about you. And you were like, instead of just like living in this irrational fear of just like like my stomach like lurches up into my throat and I just have to mm-hmm. like pray to the freaking gods that this right. – like I believe like you actually like did read research. Yeah, yeah did you like read, read up. It. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you sort of – yeah. combated the fear I, with facts about like this yeah. is what air currents are this is why planes are turbulent and this is what it means and this is why it feels that way so i thought yeah. that that For, was actually really resourceful of you there's a couple different takeaways from it the one that i remember most is that how commercial airline wings are designed that they can basically go up to almost like a straight line on the plane they're oh, wow. literally designed to like go up and down if need be to counter whatever things they are taking on yeah. and so when they're going up and down even in the slightest it's like so does the plane and then so does your yeah. stomach and then so right. does yeah. your anxieties <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah exactly exactly but it is like a 
it's such a practical approach to facing your fears is to be like, well, why don't I just read about it? Not even just, why I'm scared. Like, what are the what's happening? That, exactly. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. So. What is scientifically happening? So you were able yeah. to sort of do that and, and dissolve that. Do you, as a rule, get – are you an anxious flyer? Do you get nervous and, and anxious about flying in general? Not really. I'm certainly not like there are some people that like it just doesn't affect them whatsoever. Yeah. Like you see them yeah. get on a flight and like in turbulence and they are like completely neutral Stone, as if they don't experience it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I'll think about it in like the day leading up to it. But at the same point, I know there's nothing I could do. I'll look at the weather. Right. I can. I start to do like little patterns of where might yep. I expect turbulence and stuff. And again, it yep. all just comes down to more information, the better for Bill. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Strengthened by science. Yeah. Yeah. But there's really like talking about like bad flights is like the worst thing. Like just no I one know. needs to share that because it is such a like a communally scary feeling um, yes. that like it's almost like why revisit it? You know, totally. Maggie yeah. uh, Maggie refers to air travel as the most convenient and the least humane way to travel. Mm. I think that she uh, – Maggie takes great issue with the – as many people do. This is all well-tread territory and the fodder for millions of stand-up comedy routines. Mm -hmm. uh, but the whole TSA sort of security theater rigmarole, airport, let alone the airplane experience, but just the airport experience yeah. – uh, can be treacherous. <laughs> yeah, it can yes. be treacherous. Yeah, and, and, uh, and usually when you do something treacherous, at the other side is like good news. But you're like yeah. going from one treacher to the next treacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The wheel out the treacher and lie down on right. it. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. But to me, I think a lot of the anxiety or, you know, things that people feel like to me, anxiety is has always been when there is an absence of control, anxiety right. arrives. Yeah. And flying is you are completely handing over the keys to the plane. Right. To two pilots, Literally. three pilots, however <laughs> yeah. many pilots um, to get the job done. And so yes. it is just like a, you have to you have to give in to a certain yes. extent. Yes. Yeah. Do you prefer uh, flying? I mean, like, I guess generally we're flying – I mean, you're flying home. You're going to New York from L.A. So we, like, live in these, like, huge urban hubs, obviously, with mm -hmm. massive airports. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But do you have a preference about flying, like, these – you know, flying on, like, a giant 747 or 757, like, three three rows across yeah. massive Airbuses versus, like, a smaller, slightly more intimate, maybe just, yep. like, two – seat. You, you like the big boys. I'll take the big boys 10 yeah. times out of 10. They really? just are less affected by wind. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just like you and I and Harvard Sailing Team took a paper airplane into Penn State. Once. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. That's right. Everyone has that one story where it was like there were more um, like service attendants and flight attendants on the plane than people. And, and that was pretty yeah. damn close. If we weren't yeah. such a big sketch comedy group, they would have had us outnumbered. But I remember just the whole team fell asleep and it was just me on this paper airplane wide awake. And we were just <laughs> like, like literally, it was just like, if the wind blows us there, that'd be great. Like that's what yeah, we yeah. were relying it was just a and then you got on like a 747 and you're like this thing could fly through a volcano yeah exactly it feels like weirdly sturdier yeah i just took a flight i bounced back to new york for a family wedding a few weeks ago and uh of course flying at lax i was on a big old honking airbus maximum yeah. big yep. boy dot org yep. 
TVs, but then I also, in the, TVs in the headrest. TVs in the headrest, everything, everything, everything. But then uh, I flew into Ithaca, which is a fairly small, small place, and it has a truly tiny airport that's like, I was telling you, it's like, mm-hmm. this, it's like feels like a library, almost just like a local library that also has a plane. Um, <laughs> uh, that's like kind of just like the, was the feeling of it. And that uh-huh. flight out of Ithaca to, I want to say the connecting flight was in like Charlotte or something. That was a little guy. That was a yeah. mini. That was yeah. just, that was like just two seats squinched. Uh, right. Very like right. like the ceilings seem lower. Everything oh, is they just like are. it's oh, very like are. seven and a half floor from being John Malkovich, where you like sort of mm-hmm. have to duck your way in and figure it out. I and, call those uh, planes taquitos. Have you ever had taquitos. those like little taquitos, like little tacos? Tacos yes. are already small, but taquitos right. are like fried and even smaller. Exactly. Those planes feel like little roll ups, like little right. roll ups for the <laughs> yeah. plane community. And it's like exactly. I'm too big I, sitting down. <laughs> I know, I know. Right. Yeah, and yeah. it is. Yeah, it does seem like it's one of those things where, like, I remember, like, going out to my Uncle Mark's lake house in the Adirondacks, and we'd get on the motorboat on this, like, little motorboat thing. And, like, you'd have to, like, even out the weight. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, you have to, like, even out the weight. And, like, when that sort of even out the weight energy is brought to an aircraft, that's stressful. Yeah, Don't need that. (laughs) You're like, the plane doesn't have a mechanism it can do. (laughs) I know. know. It doesn't have a great balancer in the cockpit. Uh, (laughs) You need me to sit with my legs crossed so that we don't do a 180? (laughs) Exactly. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'll definitely take a big plane. And the reason why we're even talking about airplanes right now is that, Adam, for the first time in call, I don't know, 16, 17 months, your boy is going home to see his folks in New York tomorrow. By the time this comes out, I will have already been in New York for about four days, and I can't wait. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I'm so excited for you. Um, Love to Frank and Marianne and Kristen and the whole clan, obviously. What are you going to bring on the plane to entertain thyself, Bill? What is like, what is Mm -hmm. your like top tier? I mean, just break it down for me. Like if there's TV, if there's TV, are you like, I'm just going to be like watching TV the whole time. Are you going to bring a book? What is your sort of like your kind of upper echelon, your sort of order of operations when it comes to plane entertainment? So the flight takes off at 9 a.m. So like you're going to have active brain. I can usually sleep off three and a half hours of a cross-country flight. Like I'm probably good for most most hours of the day. But 9 a.m. is going to be tough. So I think I'm going to have to do a little work. So I have to read somebody's script. I have to read some other thing. And then those things all can go to the side. When I'm on an airplane, and I don't know if you – actually, you do have this with juice. You drink V8 on airplanes. (laughs) Tomato juice. I only drink V8, and I never drink it anywhere but a plane. Exactly. We all have these, like, airplane habits that, like, we all do. And my airplane habit is listening to the Doughboys, Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger. Nice. I only – I literally, and with full respect to those two, I only listen to them on planes. That's so funny, Bill. It's such a specific specific relationship I have with them in my podcast. But when your boy's on a plane, he's listening to like three and a half hours of the Dope Boys here on. Do you think it's because it's just so nice that they're talking about food? It's just like it's literal comfort food for the ears, and it's just like a a nice Mm. thing to just sort of like sit with. And uh, why do you think it? Yeah, they are obviously so funny and just so, so great and dynamic. Of, so of course, fun, repeatable relationship. But yes. also, you know that I love math, and right. I know that a flight to from LAX to JFK is about five and a half hours. So mm-hmm. if I can clock out my podcasts in advance, download yeah. five and a half hours of podcasts, then I know that I'm like clear. Once each episode passes, I'm like that was another hour and a half. That Correct. was another hour and a half. And Correct. so there's a de- I'm using the Doughboys ultimately as demarcations for when I for when and how I get home. 
I think that's pretty smart, actually. I mean, like, because I know it, it is like if I'm on a long flight cross country, I'm like, okay, this is two and a half movies worth. So, like, mm-hmm. I'll just watch yeah. these two and a half movies, and by the time I'm halfway through Finding Dory, I'll be home. Mm-hmm. And like that, we may, like, we that's may comforting. not find Dory. You may not nope. find Dory, but you will get <laughs> nope. home. That's right, exactly. And exactly. That's okay. And hopefully yeah. Dory will too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I say, Adam, we go into our first act break, come back, and we talk about some of the actual areas in the airplane, yes. traditional airplane experience, and kind of just dig into what we think about some of the more popular areas. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. So we have to go into an act break. Is there anything that comes to mind, Adam, um, about the airplane Jeez. experience? Um, okay, let me think. Uh, let me think. Um, so do you want to make the sound of a flyover? The Blue Angels, I don't know if they're U.S. government oh. or just like some eccentric group of people who have fighter pilots, but <laughs> the Blue Angels tend to fly over um, like the Super Bowl sometimes. Uh, yeah. over people occasionally. Do yeah. you want to make the sound of the uh, Blue Angels going zoom? Left to right, but moving yeah. your head left to right so that it feels left to right flying over our heads. Absolutely, I would love that. The proper Doppler effect sound effect. I love that. I- Welcome back to the No Joe Podcast. We're talking airplanes, and that was a auditory facsimile of Blue Angel uh, fighter jets flying overhead from left to mm-hmm. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I will be the one to ultimately edit this podcast. Yes. Um, and sometimes uh, when you hear something through the microphone live or through your headphones live, it sounds like one thing. And then when you put it through the podcast, the editing software, it sounds like another. I right. feel so yeah. confident that when <laughs> I listen back to that blue angel flying willy-nilly over my head, it's going to sound as good as it just did. That's a nice. long-winded way of saying, nice work, man. You Thanks, exceeded Bill. expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Foley artist in, uh, in my dreams, so that's mm-hmm. great. Thanks for saying mm-hmm. that. Um, um, all right, Adam. So let's talk about some of the areas in the uh, – let's just like – let's walk through. Let's say that we're boarding an airplane right yes. now. Okay? Yes. Okay. So yes. you're obviously in the terminal forever, and then you get sucked into that like wormy in-between world, the, the yes. wormy tunnel that's like something – The indoor-outdoor hallway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Has <laughs> yeah. such a specific smell. Oh yeah, it smells like, like outdoor. New, like yeah, exactly. It smells like like airplane air, like mm-hmm. like treated air. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it also is like the plane is being gassed at that point. There's like things yeah. happening to it, so it like smells like mechanic. Yes, it smells like mecha- it smells like mechanic. There's frequently like an air traffic person who's like working down there, popping in and out, grabbing some check luggage to like mm-hmm. bring it to the uh, to the underbelly. Um, and there's always that one person who's like, "Hey, do you want to just like check your bags now?" And you're like, "How did we get this far?" And you're still asking me if I can yeah. check my bag. They're like, "Cause we have absolutely no room on the flight. There is never room on the flight. You could be yeah. the only person on the plane, and there's not room. Not enough room for check. the bags. Exactly. <laughs> right. It is true. It is like some sort of weird optical, like 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 practical joke that like the the overhead bins are always <laughs> too full, no matter Just when we, you board or how. Doesn't yeah. right. It's like, did we start with bags on the plane and then yeah. we came in? Like, how did how did it get so full? I'm the first one on the plane, and there's no room on the plane. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In that indoor-outdoor hallway, which I have always sort of 
I actually like traditionally have always liked that experience. It's like, okay, I'm surrendering mm. surrendering myself to the plane experience. Mm-hmm. And like I'm here. It's almost like when I sit when I buy like tickets to the theater and I like there's all the stress of getting there and parking and you finally and you find your seat and then you finally sit down and you have the playbill and the show hasn't started yet and you're just like, mm-hmm. ah, like this is my new reality for the next few hours and I'm just gonna live in this and that's fine. So I actually Got like it. that that okay. weird snaky hallway, it, with the exception of the w- a couple times we've flown with our kid, mm. I am that stressed out person folding oh, up yeah. the stroller, oh, trying yeah. to figure it out, holding up the line. Now I'm on all fours figuring out how to do it. <laughs> oh, and it's just like oh, no. I've been that guy a couple times, and that is shitty <laughs> you don't for me and for fours. everyone else. Yeah, exactly. You do not want to be on all fours in that no like, indoor-outdoor tunnel. No Correct. way. You, Correct. You rarely want to be on all fours ever, anywhere. That's right. In public, certainly, yeah. That's but right. More to the point, like right in front of an airplane. Okay, so Correct. we got through the wormy tunnel. We yes. are now greeted by the um, flight attendants, I believe yes. is what uh, their title is. The, and yes, love the flight attendants. They're always standing in that like weird in-between like locker room area. Yeah, There's like yes. all those little lockers. Do you know what yes. I mean? Of course. You just like, in be- on. Yep. Yes. Yep. In between the cockpit and first class is like flight attendant, the hub, the flight attendant. Yeah. Hub. Yeah. Where There's they There's like all sorts of like, like my instinct is that's probably all just full of Sprite. But it's not that's all just, of Sprite. Yeah, it feels like it's got to be just Sprite, but I'm sure it's more complicated than that. <laughs> I one time saw a woman carry a wedding, her wedding dress on a hanger oh. onto a plane, and they gave it to the flight attendant who hung it in a closet so thin you wouldn't think that one dress could fit. But I guess that's where like fancy people can hang their fancy clothing as well, oh, up in the so, locker room. That's so interesting. It's like the little locker room there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Bill, would you want to be a flight attendant? In no your, way. In no. Your, what, no, no way. way. No. Okay, great. I mean, because you're so living in transit. Reasons. Yeah. Living in transit, I get headaches um, when I yeah. fly east to west. When I fly yeah. with uh, headwinds, I get headaches. Uh, I just get like yeah. bad motion sickness. I would be, yeah. I, I am not who you need on that flight. I'm yeah. just not going to provide you comfort. I'm going to be grumpy the whole time. You don't, grumpy. They, they are a happy breed. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, yes, exactly. It is, uh, you need to sort of tap into your, like, an endless reserve of Mm -hmm. of cheerfulness. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because if flight attendants could, I'm sure that if flight attendants could actually just be sincere and honest and didn't have to be so chipper, I'm sure that half the time, like, sir, can you sit the fuck down? Like, can you shut (laughs) up? Like, they would, (laughs) sir, like, sit down and honestly shut up. Is what they yep. probably want to tell us all the time. Uh, I think they that's can't everyone that. in yeah. the service industry who is <laughs> yeah, forced exactly. to do it with a smile. Anyone who has to f- operate with the rules of the customer is always right. And let it be known, the customer is rarely right. Uh, rarely. Like, we're never. the worst. We are yeah. the worst. Customers are the absolute worst, and we're always wrong. But when you have to behave like they are always right, like that takes some, some real guts to just like, do that every time. <laughs> so you know how there's those restaurants where like the whole gimmick is that the waiters are mean to you? Like yeah, that's Chicago. like the whole gimmick. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that? Do you, do you think that there's a there's room in the marketplace for an airline, <laughs> for an I airline don't. where the flight attendants are mean I to you? Don't. No, because the I stakes don't. are too high. It's like a life and death scenario. Is that why? <laughs> yeah, it's just like I I wouldn't say that airplanes are hostile, but people are on edge already. Stress. Planes. Yeah. Thirty five thousand feet off the ground. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like we don't need a slap fight to occur, or like a fist <laughs> fight to occur. Yeah. Like you just don't like. I see the novelty. It's like it's it's a funny approach, but like yeah, yeah I think I'm just yeah. gonna fly Delta and like Delta. they're not gonna yell. They're not. I'll gonna just yell go Delta when they're nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so um, we're now past the locker room, Adam. Yes, we are walking down 
a little, little hallway where yes. one person's knee could be like hell for one of you because you're Correct. carrying your because you're carrying probably a carry on that's a little too big already for the overhead compartment. Not you, most of us. Exactly. Do you and that, feel? Do you wheel yes. the carry on or do you lift it up and baby Bjorn it? It's a critical question because mm-hmm. if she has wheels, I'm wheeling. But I mm-hmm. often travel. I deliberately try to pack as light as possible. I'm often carrying sure. like a weird duffel. So like that's a kind of a lift over my head scenario because when I carry it at sort of normal duffel um, mm-hmm. level, duffel level, mm-hmm. I'm banging into people's knees. I'm clipping their shoulders. Mm-hmm. I'm knocking their books out of their hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like that. I gotta lift. I gotta sort of lift that, take it uptown, and just uh-huh. sort of almost sort of Carmen Miranda fruit fruit bowl on the head style really get mm-hmm. it up get it up so that's, so when you're uh, whacking knees when you're whacking knees like when you do take the underground railroad yes holding yeah. it down, <laughs> you're whacking yes. knees do yes. you apologize to every knee every or do you time say it's part of the game okay nope apologize yep. to every knee every yeah. Yeah. every single one and that yep. is also like Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone. I'm not trying to be the guy that's whacking knees and with no remorse. I have plenty mm-hmm. of remorse. Yeah. Um, so, but it's also just such a, I mean, I've flown first class one time only in my whole life. That's like, okay. I, my and it man. was fairly recently. I think we were talking about this when we traveled mm-hmm. with Fig because it was just like mm-hmm. the fig of it all. I was like, let's not risk it. But that is such a funny little 20 seconds of life when you are in coach and you just like pass by the haves and you're one mm-hmm. of the have nots mm-hmm. and you just sort of like, I find myself. I should speak for myself. I just like try to make eye contact with as many of them as possible just to be like, who are you that's flying first class? Who are you that has earned the privilege to fly first class on this flight? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Um, Mm -hmm. So that's always a funny little sort of like 30 seconds of of time in the airplane experience. And that's all by design. We've talked about that before. It's purely aspirational. As you walk the coach and you walk past, you you say to yourself, one day I will be sitting here. Envy, that's right. by design. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And the, the the one fun thing about New York to uh, L.A. and L.A. Yeah. to New York is that when you do walk past all the fancies in first class, odds are you will know one of them because they're famous. <laughs> That's true. That is true. It's like, oh, Susan Sarandon's on this flight. Okay. That's yeah. right. I remember one time Harvard sailing team was flying to L.A. from New York. It was like I think maybe me, you, Chris, Rebecca. It was like half the team and the other half yeah. was already there. And when we were getting on the flight, and this was after we probably had a video that was seen by 300,000 people, and we thought we were the biggest right. things in the world. Right. We said, do you think that we'll be the most famous people on our flight? And then who drove <laughs> past us with like 20 pieces of luggage getting on our flight? Christina Aguilera. <laughs> oh, Christina. Christina. We got, we got X. And if there's almost like a sick thought that I do have when like you spot a famous person, it's like, oh, well, we can't crash now. Like they wouldn't mm-hmm. dare crash with Xtina. Mm-hmm. Like I, <laughs> I do that too. I do that too. When I see yeah. certain people on my plane, it's like, well, like God wouldn't take out her. She seems <laughs> lovely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm so now, Adam, you've carried um, you've carried your bag either downtown or uptown. Yeah. Apologize to many knees on the way. You've gotten Correct. to your row. Yeah, and it's now time to make the decision: Is this bag going overhead compartment, or do I stuff it underneath my seat? Yeah. Do you uh, go under the seat, or do you try and like? Do you want to be free in your seat and have plenty of space, or do you find yourself having a backpack on your lap, a second bag under your seat, etc.? I, I, b- both are true. I would both prefer to be free, and it never works out that way. I would love really? to be. Fr- I would love find? to be free. What happens? 
I would love to be free, but there's never any room up there. Like we said, it's just like mm-hmm. I would love to be free, but I'm always like I guess I'm jamming it underfoot. And I'll, uh, I mean, yeah. the only thing I want with me in my seat for the flight is my book. That's that's mm. it. I want to be mm. like a min- a bit of a sort of a uh, I-, I like to take a minimalist approach to my actual seat sure. sitting experience. I'm not trying to be cluttered as hell. So mm-hmm. I want everything except my book uptown. But there's mm-hmm. never any room uptown, so I'm always yeah. carrying my my taking my bag and jamming it under the seat. In and front you of me. know what's happening in that situation probably more times than not is that someone else on your flight sitting near you or maybe even not near you knows that there's a couple of you on the flight yes when they see an overhead compartment that's full even though that's their space they shrug and say oh well i'll just have to make it work correct those and those baggage bullies those are baggage bullies folks yes yes they feast off of people who so adam you have one one of two choices in that scenario you can either hammer your bag up into right. that which i've hammer. done yes and that's and that's tough like yes. people's people's items are now being squished in ways they didn't ask for correct but you didn't ask for this reality either also true but you but you more often than not will go under the seat i'm probably okay. more of a, a bash and smash you made your bed now you have to sleep in it <laughs> A bash and smash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, look, I am a sh- somewhat ashamed to admit this, but I've, mm-hmm. in my experience, I've been a bag bully before. And by yeah, that, I mean that, you I be. mean, it's doggy dog up there. I mean, it's a Darwinian that's, situation. It's just like, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, uh, I've been in row 24, and I've used yep. the overhead compartment of row 18. I've done it. it. Like, you I've got, done listen, it. Listen, you got to eat. You got to eat, yeah, too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm not proud of it, but I've done it. Like I said, it's cutthroat up there. Yeah. Not su- not surprised and good. And the trick usually is that if you are putting your overhead baggage in the overhead container and you're smashing and bashing like a baggage bully, yeah. then <laughs> you should, the, the smart play is to be the first one to get your bag out. Because Bingo. then it's kind of like no proof who did it. Bingo. Oh, I'm sorry that your dress is all wrinkled. I have no idea who did it. I'm just holding Clean up my the scene of the crime. Lap. All evidence mm-hmm. erased. Wipe those yes. fingerprints down. I wasn't yes. even here. Yep. Make other innocent people guilty. Make exactly. the other innocent people guilty. Compound your bad deed by, of the bullying with the bad mm-hmm. deed of uh, absconding the blame and shuffling it off onto someone else. Absolutely. Remember, Two remember wrongs that, make folks. a right. Yep. Two wrongs make a right. Stitch that on a pillow. Stitch <laughs> that on a pillow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Adam, let's go into our second act break right here, right now. I think that a good sound effect or a sound moment might be yes, um, you or I or both okay. walking okay. down an aisle and banging into people's knees and apologizing. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Okay. Uh, great. All right. You 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 take this one, Bill. <laughs> oh, okay. How about okay. this? I will I will be the one carrying the bag, but you great. can whenever you want be walking behind me and also apologize uh, if you are so compelled. Okay. Good. Very good. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. So, sorry. Oh, he's he's sorry. Shit. Come on. Sorry. Can you maybe just pick the bag just up, man? Move. Just excuse me. Excuse me. Can you just move oh, it? Oh, God. I'm I'm sorry, but he's sorry. I'm almost there. Just sorry. Just, just right in the sorry. Room. He's in twenty four. It's won't be. Oh, yeah. He's, what is this? Eighteen. Okay. Six more. Yeah. Ooh. God, I'm sorry. Ooh. Are, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me just uh, grab that. I'm for sorry. You. I'm sorry. No, he's sorry. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Billy and I are talking about airplanes, and that was the soothing sound of us apologizing for knocking people's knees with our luggage. We're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. Generally, in a general way, but specifically right. for the luggage thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Adam, you went out like in our 20s. I found that you said sorry more than most people. Is that something that you still do compulsively? In life? 
Yeah. I, 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 it was like, a, I think that we were, I think I did it too. And which is what made yeah. me be like, hey, you apologize for stuff that you don't need to be apologizing for too. Like, I've been doing that my whole life too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I, and I've actively been like, check yourself, Bill. Stop apologizing for things you don't need to. I yeah. Oh, you- yeah. It's 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 for sure a default mode. It's one of my main modes of living. It is just <laughs> apologetic. In, yeah, of course. Like <laughs> absolutely. Um, I'm constantly sorry. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm for things big and small to myself and others. I'm always I'm I I'm always sorry to to, to right. you. Uh, yeah. So like, doesn't hurt. That, that, honestly, it doesn't it hurt. Doesn't hurt. Like, yeah. In the grand scheme, it doesn't hurt that, like, all right, at least somebody in this room, sorry. Like, probably helps everyone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, right. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I have, like, cooled off with just, like, the, mm-hmm. like, incessant compulsive apologizing that I've done. Mm-hmm. Like, ordering mm-hmm. at a deli and be like, so sorry. Can I just get that with cheese? Like, sorry. That's like, right. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, those. Like, that's those I, are the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But, like, do you have any milk? I'm sorry. sorry. Like, it would just come out. It would begin and end sentences with me. For that's many, right. For many times. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's still very much a Sometimes where I'm like, Jesus, yeah, yeah. you just apologized five times. You're ordering a slice. <laughs> chill out, dude. Like, chill out, yeah, Billy. Exactly. You're ordering a slice. Yeah. yeah. I would like to like cosplay as a person who ne- who doesn't feel sorry. Mm. Like I mm. would like maybe as just as a weak sort of like social personality experiment. I would love to like move through the world with no regret. Uh, mm. But I wonder if I could. I wonder if I could. I could pull that off. But on an airplane, I am. Very conscious of other people's personal space. Try yep. not to invade it. It's impossible yep. to avoid, and I yep. am sorry. sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Folks, we're both very sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about it. Yeah. Very sorry. Um, all right, a couple of house cleaning, house cleaning reminders. Uh, no Joke Podcast. You can email us, nojokepodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter handle, at nojokepod, and we are also on Discord. If you need the invite to Discord, just email nojokepod at gmail.com, and we will yes. get it to you. Um, Adam, have you ever – I know that one time you and Clayton – this is well-discussed territory. We're on yes, a reality yes. show where Clayton yes. had to wing walk on a plane. Unbelievable. Walk on the wings of a plane at 10,000 feet. Unreal. Correct me if I'm wrong. You did not have to. Only one Hell no. Yeah. In fact, right. it was like you guys are a, a duo. It was teams of two mm-hmm. and one of you has to walk on a plane. And because mm-hmm. Clayton and I are dear friends, it was understood in less than one-tenth of a second that I would not be doing that. Would you have – all right, so just for context for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Clayton, our good friend, Adam, went on a cross-country reality show. At one point, one of the challenges was stand on the wing of a plane as it's taking off, gets up to 10,000 feet, and then, like, walk around on the wing of a plane. Our friend Clayton actually did this. It's probably on video that's scrubbed from the internet. Probably, yeah. If they were to force you to do it, would you have done it or would you have said, I'm off the show? I don't know, man. That would have been I'm off the show. I'm off the show. Are you? Yeah. It yeah. was like, I'm, it was one of, it, it was, it was, yeah, I'm sure. I think that we talked about this probably with Clayton on this podcast I mean, years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But he had to, yeah, he had to like climb out onto the wing and then he had to yeah. like another, another small biplane flew by and he had to, while he was standing on the wing of this plane, read a message that was, po- that was like on the other plane that was flying by, remember that message and then like climb down from the wing. <sighs> like, I mean, you got to be kidding me! Yeah, now that I say that out loud, I may have quit. I may have, I may have dropped out. I, yeah. I just don't, I just don't have the constitution for that. I just can't do it. I don't think I, I don't yeah. think I'm brave enough. Yeah, there, I don't know if there was. An, I know that we were both financially strapped. 
when you guys were doing that. Like yeah, the whole course. Harvard Sound team was like broke New York City kids. Yeah. So like I get the appeal of being like, I just got to do what I got to do. But that's definitely a breaking point for me. Uh, yeah, that's on the a, wing yeah. of a plane that's flying outside. But people still will like like I know Thomas Middleditch and other people have like been interested in getting their pilot's license. Yeah. Now, I don't think that that's something that you would be interested in, but would you ever, is there anything that like compels you to like want to know what it feels like to fly a plane? Is that anywhere inside of you? Not totally. Not really, yeah. to be totally honest. I don't have that yen to be like, God, I just love the complexity of these machines so much. Mm. Wouldn't it be so awesome to master this craft of flying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I totally respect it as a I, – I mean, like, I think it's so cool that people want to, like, get their own pilot's licenses and, like, are super into that. Um, weird flight simulator on a PlayStation is good enough for me, man. Yeah. Like, yep. that video yep. game – that yep. scratches – that scratches the, the itch, like – that is that is to it, I am only curious to that extent. I'm not yeah. trying to like learn how to really actually maneuver an aircraft. I just don't it have to. It's an interesting yeah. question because like, is there like one of those? I don't even know how I would frame it, but like stereotypically adventurous type things like drive a car 200 miles per hour or yeah. is there anything like in those things where you're like that actually does seem kind of cool? Is like that's like organic to you? Like there were- um, when I see when I and, and this is surprising even me coming out of my mouth, but when I mm-hmm. see like big wave surfers, like those yeah. guys who just like cool surf like a like a wave the size of a skyscraper, I'm like that yeah. is so awesome. That I bet uh-huh. that is so fun for that person. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. like I'm no surfer and I'm frightened frequently, but like I would like to imagine that like I don't know I could summon the courage to like I don't know do something like that big wave surfing. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I would never do it, but I like to think I might. <laughs> love, love. What about that what is. about you, Bill? I what's always. The, what's your extreme sport of choice? Drive a car like two hundred miles per Jesus, hour. really? Like a <laughs> yeah, like a real fast car. I've never. I've, had, I've always had a good relationship to driving. I've always felt yeah. like. Um, I don't know, just like aware enough that I'm like, this is cool. I yeah. don't think I've ever like pushed a car that I was driving. I've been in cars that have gone way over 100 miles per hour, but those were like real sports cars designed for that. Yeah. Um, I've never done it. And part of me has always been like, yo, Bill, like put your Subaru's pedal to that metal. Get that thing up. Hell yeah. <laughs> Subaru's yeah. pedal to the metal. I mean, is that what the Autobahn is in Germany? Isn't it like the highway where there's no speed limits? Isn't that yeah. like what that is? Yeah. 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 What do you think about that? I mean, uh, I mean, as we have also discussed that nauseam on this podcast, I'm I'm less of a nervous driver now than I have been just by virtue of being in Los Angeles for a decade. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I like a spe- I'm comforted by a speed limit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, comfor- Some I'm rules. comforted by a limit. Yeah. <laughs> Some rules. Right, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. What about helicopters, Adam? I feel like they are the cousin of planes that like are just out there too. Have you ever a been in a helicopter? I am thinking that I have not ever been in a helicopter. No, I have not. I was really racking my brain. I have not ever been in a helicopter. I've been in like tiny, weird little biplanes, teeny ones. We flew to Catalina Island once in like a tiny, like you said, paper airplane, but never mm-hmm. a like proper helicopter, like thump, 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 thump. Never mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to Kauai, which is an yeah. island in Hawaii in December. 
and inevitably they say you have yeah, to take buddy. a tour around the island in a helicopter. If, would you would you take a tour yes. around a Hawaiian island in a helicopter? Yes, so absolutely. Cool yes, because I know yes. you didn't want to hot air balloon uh, when you were in France with your family, with Maggie that, and your family. Yes, that's true. Yeah, well, uh, um, I think it's duration. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to like like be in a helicopter for three and a half hours, but if I'm taking mm-hmm. a tour of of, uh, of like a beautiful Hawaiian island for an hour, mm-hmm. hell yeah, mm-hmm. sounds fun, mm-hmm. sounds great. Yeah. yeah, I would do it. Okay. I would do it, and I and I would. I think now that I saw Maggie, Ruth, and Jesse do the hot air balloon thing, I would do that too. I would do that. Really? I would really? hot air balloon. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I yeah. don't think I'm hot air ballooning. No. I mean, that yeah. goes nice and slow. I mean, we've talked about this too. It's like a Ferris wheel is my nightmare. Like a slow experience, That's like what with I'm extreme saying. heights, is is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, which I get is hot air balloon, but I don't know. Uh, like I saw it done in front of me with loved ones, and I'm like, I think I could do that, but. Uh, a helicopter, I would do. I think if like taking a tour, a helicopter tour of Kauai sounds amazing. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah. going to be a yes. Yeah, I come to yeah. think of it, Adam. Are there any um, non-commercial hot air balloonists out there? Like, have you ever met someone who just like has a hot <laughs> air balloon in their garage? <laughs> just as like that's how they commute Takes to work. It that's out how they on get around. Saturdays. So funny, dude. Uh, I personally don't know anyone like that, but I do oh. feel like that would be like a cousin of the pilot's license. It's yeah. like I'm such a balloon f- license. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yes. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I know, like New Mexico, there's like an area. It's like known for hot air ballooning, and maybe there's yes. like a festival where like I think that there is that. And, yeah. But then I'm like, are those all from, like, Joe's Hot Air Balloons and, like, Jones Farms Hot Air Balloons? Or right. is that, like, just the Crawfords down the block are flying up for New Mexico Day? <laughs> yeah, you wonder what you need. Like, you probably have to get, like, a license and, like, certified. And pa- I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is what it requires <laughs> to, like, pa- pass a test. Because, like, as I we talked about, about the hot air balloon experience in Paris, the thing that I was blown away by almost literally was the force of the flame from like yeah. the fu- is so intense right. it is so, i was not expecting it to be that like blowtorch like on steroids yeah. kind of vibe i was like damn yeah, yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad that airplanes um i'm sure that they have some sort of blast off um thing that's happening but i'm glad that yeah. we can see it i don't like, need that, to see that's that. a nude flame in hot air balloons that is a Get- truly nude flame Thank you, airlines, for keeping the fire out of visible view of the passengers. That's responsible yeah. and empathetic of you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. you put the right shells around the right things so that we're <laughs> yeah. not seeing the scary stuff. And to I that, to you know, flames. we've yeah. been dissing airplanes a little bit or how stressful they are, or how, like, non-user friendly they are. But I will give them that. And maybe this is where we wrap up. Yeah. You put good shells on the bad stuff. Thank you good for job. your shells. <laughs> thank you. You hide the true danger and true ugliness from us. And for that, mm-hmm. we thank you. Yeah. And so we that. can watch our, our Finding Dory peace that's right we we may not find dory but we will see the first half and for that we thank you (laughs) exactly and to the no joke listeners for that we thank you as well this was the airplanes episode of this the no joke podcast billy have a great flight tomorrow man my man i will thank you so much by the time this episode comes out i will be days deep into new york and i frankly cannot wait sweet um but until then yeah uh this is the no joke podcast i am billy I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast.